What a journey we are on and what a strange time we are living in. I think back to just a few days ago when I was anticipating going to a memorial service next weekend for our daughter-in-law's brother, postponed. Plans, gathering of family, postponed. I think back to all our plans for last Wednesday night at our RR dinner of continuing to in indulge and dive into Lent through our meal and through activities here at the church. I think of our plans for morning worship, and I think of rehearsals, and I think of visits to be made, and how amazing, in a short period of time, life can so change. And now we're trying to carve new ways to walk forward together through the fog. I confess, I have felt like I've been in a fog. I feel like this little voice in the back of my mind that's often a little too much frightened by what's going on in our world has said, Robin, go home, jump in a closet, and shut the door. But instead, we're here today with you to try to carve new ways, to be able to take those baby steps out of the closet, through the fog, and into a new way, a new time of being together, who knows what we will discover. So one of the words I'm holding on to this week is switchback. And that's a big word to me here in Duluth, because when it snows, which it has done again today, there are certain roads I would not be facing, and they're the ones that go straight up the hill. My little road does not do well at that stop at the light, part up, partway up 21st or 27th, that stop sign. So I'm infamous for going all the way out beyond Lakeside so I can cut through and take uh, Glenwood up to my house. I am the great switchback artist, second, third, fourth, through Duluth. And that's a big word to me today. I think we're in the midst of a period of switchback. The trail has changed, and we're going to take it a little bit more slowly and not go directly up the hill, but we're going to figure out how we can cut a new trail and a new path together. And so what a great psalm. It's promises that God is with us. And on one hand, what more do we need but the promise that the shepherd will be with us and will supply all our needs? David knew all about being a shepherd. As a young lad, we know he was discovered during the search for a new king while he was out with the sheep. He knew about what it meant to leave town on your own and again, in that period of time, you had no panic button, no cell phone. There was no patrol coming out to check that you were all right. It was lone David with 500 sheep or more, possibly his flute or certainly his voice, of which they would be very familiar with the flute or the tone of his voice and would follow him because it was his role to know the paths, to know the safe places. So as David would leave the village time after time alone to go out into the wilderness, he began to sense that there was someone with him. And thus comes this psalm, Ah, I'm not alone. The Lord is my shepherd, says David. The Lord is my shepherd. I am not alone and I shall not want. And this is a shepherd who knows the paths, all the paths. Some of them are mentioned for us in the passage. God knows where the green pastures are, and that's powerful in the Middle East. 
There's rain in November and December, and it's darn dry in February. So where to find those places where there is water, so that there are green pastures to take the sheep to, and the shepherd would know, and would call the sheep to follow to those spots. And so our shepherd promises to lead us to the places where we can flourish, where we can rest, where there can be growth, where we can be sustained. And then that other tricky path of still waters. We know in Duluth, the lake can be very still and we can turn around the next moment and see whitecaps and it is tossed and turned. If you remember with me for a moment, we had a time here in Duluth of torrential rains and all the creeks became rushing waters down to the lake, stirring it up, and we had to recover from that. And some churches did not recover. Our dear friends Westminster lost their building permanently and forever. Still waters, what a picture for little sheep whose wool becomes very heavy when it's wet. And if it's rushing water and heavy wool, a sheep doesn't have a chance in the waters. It's not a refreshing drink. It's a run for your life. So this is a shepherd that knows where the still waters are, the calm waters, where we can be refreshed, take a drink. And how wonderful during this time to rewind each other, to step back from social media, to step back from the news, turn the news feed off, Pull back and take a moment to breathe, even right now, today, in our service. Pause. Breathe deeply, for there is sustenance beneath us. Jeremiah says that God has engraved our names in the palm of God's hand. Hold to that image, please, during this time. So paths to pause, be refreshed, to drink, to know of pastures green, and the shepherd promises to restore our souls again. Breathe deeply. Restoration. Where does it come from in this time? It comes from gathering this way. It comes from prayer. It comes from taking those hymn books or songs that we can find and singing them. It comes from prayer and pausing to be with our God in Scripture. God, this shepherd, will restore our souls. And again, boy, have I been a bit of a panic about how to step through and follow through and felt like a fog. And so in the midst of that, I've had to step back and had the most amazing thing this morning. I looked out my kitchen window to see this enormous owl in a branch so close I could have probably tossed a stone and hit it. And it looked at me in through the window simply saying, I am sitting here, I am here. Be calm. And for a whole five minutes, that owl and I looked at each other, and I felt like, wow, a moment, a fit moment, small moment of restoration coming through this moment. We live in this awesome part of the world where even if it's snowing today, it is still great to sit by, no matter how small or large our window, and take in the beauty of this area. Two weeks ago, we were talking a bit about how it hard it is for the soul to come out. And Lon graciously reminded me that I'd forgotten one of the images I had been turning in my mind. So I bring it today. He has a picture of a wolf in his classroom at school. And it's hidden. Half of it's 
face faces hidden behind trees. I think it's trying to decide whether it will come out and reveal itself, whether it can be seen, and I think we all know how difficult it can be to actually spot an owl in the tree or see a wolf in the woods. And that's a picture of our souls hiding right now. Oh my gosh, hiding. Maybe, maybe so far hidden we wonder if the soul will ever risk coming out again. And yet what we read in scriptures, the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want and will lead us to paths and to streams that are safe and will restore our soul that if we really step into that, believe in this, that our God loves us deeply and knows us and treasures us and we are not alone. To park a bench, to sit in that chair and to slowly wait for the soul to come out because God is calling, saying, come, come home to me. This is the picture of our psalm today. Oh, it's a psalm of journeying. David's walking past pastures and still waters, and even through dark shadows, which we know today. Dark shadows, frightening shadows, ones in which our soul once again might make a decision to go hide, but we go into the dark shadows knowing we're not alone, that the light of Christ goes with us. And we know folks that are really wrestling with, wrestling with life and death situations. We learned this week that the pastor at my home church has COVID-19, and he and other church members are hospitalized, and our prayers go out to Paul Roberts, and our prayers go out to Claudia's nephew, who also has it, and many others the dark shadows that our world is experiencing at this moment. And God is there in the darkest moments. And that is what we hold to today, that the light of Christ comes into those dark spaces and illuminates them in new ways. So what have I heard and seen this week of our light being expressed in the world around us? I've heard and seen of people delivering food and delivering boxes of toilet paper and paper towels and canned goods to folks that have needed help. I've seen our folks cook a meal for 90 people on Wednesday down at Chum. What a joy, what a delight. And with Union Gospel and Damiano closed, the only place to gather is Chum. I'm thinking that we need to make more brown bag lunches and deliver them, someone taking them down. I've seen members and heard of members calling each other and spending time on the phone or texting each other, being in touch through social media. We know some of our folks who work at, down at Vickery that they have been changing over from um, simply alcoholic beverages to hand sanitizer keeping them in our prayers. Chris Benson turning his business over that they could begin to make masks at Frost River. Our people have been doing some amazing things, taking steps out into our world to be a light. We can do that together in reaching out to one another, listening and caring. Interesting in Venice that the dolphins have returned because there's cleaner water interesting in Asia that the air quality has changed because so has travel. There's light being seen 
souls found and restored, I ask again what will come out of this time for us. So one of our young folks long ago tied into this congregation sent a post, Sean Sanders. I come back to this idea of a switchback. Before going through some of his amazing adventures and walking and climbing out west, he bought a new Nalgene bottle at REI, and on it it says, enjoy the switchbacks. Maybe you know when you've got a vast crest to make, sometimes the best way is not to go straight up, but again, to zigzag. But you know, the hard thing about the switchback is it seems to go on and on and on, and when you look at the map, it looks like you've only gone this far, instead you would hope you would go this far. You go back and you go forth and forth and forth, and you go back and forth and forth, and that's the idea, that instead of going straight up, which would be disastrous, you take the switchback, but it can be hard. You know that pack that started out feeling like five pounds feels like 25 pounds? And those trek poles, sometimes you almost trip over them versus using them well because you're tired. So Sean says that's the moment when you need to sit down and to pull out that Nalgene water bottle and to pull out that granola bar, take a break and share the water and share the granola bar with your companion on the trip. And then stand up, tighten the straps, take hold of those poles and go on again. Because the idea is to get through what's holding us back so that we can get to the crest of the hill. And that's the best part of a switchback. The worst is the long trail. The best part is getting to the crest of the hill and seeing, oh my gosh, because we zigzagged instead of going straight up, we missed those loose rocks. I think we might have fallen. And we missed that prickly bush, which would have been disastrous. And we didn't see that gorge when we were down below, but now up here looking back, oh my goodness, what we avoided by doing a switchback. We're in the middle of a giant switchback right now. That's what COVID-19 has led us to do. That we're pausing, picking up our packs, trying to go forward, going forth, forth, and we might have to do a zig and a zag before we get to the crest because we just don't know. But we turn to one another and we pause, and we take a drink of water, still waters, green pastures. We see if someone needs an extra trek pole, maybe we have one in our bag. Certainly we've got granola bars to share. That extra coat, that blanket, that brown bag lunch, together, we keep on. We keep on until we make the crest, until we look back and say, oh, we avoided what we missed. Look what we walked through with the shepherd's help, who was there with Rod and Staff, our new companions, Rod and Staff. Our Rod and Staff of God going with us to guide us and protect us from the beasties, as David would say, in the wilderness, and providing a way because the great cartographer, mapmaker, the great shepherd of the sheep, is the one who goes with us and leads us. Enjoy the switchback. We'll work on it. What will we learn? There will come some time when we will once again dwell in the house of the Lord together, not as guest or stranger, but as children gathered together. So what will we see of the worst and best? So I end 
with T.S. Eliot. The end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. 